Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Brought to you by Nomad. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where we discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience of field, and our members' stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Turkey Call All Access podcast. We are keeping things rolling with our wild turkey research interviews. This one is coming out of Wisconsin. Really exciting project. We're going to jump right into it in 90 seconds. Hey guys, this is Aaron with the Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Right. So could we just start by you giving us a background of yourself and how you got into wild turkey research? Yeah. So uh, my name is Chris Palantir. So I'm the Upland Game uh, Research Scientist for uh, Wisconsin DNR. So um, I sort of oversee the research program, not only for turkeys, but for uh, rough grouse and sharp-tailed grouse and prairie chickens and uh, pheasants uh, as well. Um, so I kind of got my hands in uh, a number of different um, projects and working with a number of different critters. Um, as far as getting into wildlife, uh, you know, I, uh, for my undergrad, um, I've actually worked on, uh, worked with loons um, and I've always been really into um, working with birds. Um, and then after uh, after finishing up my undergrad at uh, UW, so University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, I um, worked as a LTE on a um, a blue winged teal duck um, project here with Wisconsin DNR, and um, did that for a couple of summers. And then an opportunity came along to go back to graduate school and. Um, that project was actually working on turkeys and um, uh, looking at uh, hen turkey survival and productivity um, in Wisconsin. So 
that's kind of how I cut my teeth with turkey. So I, you know, did that project and um, there was a couple other uh, projects that um, were an offshoot of that. And then uh, after finishing up school, uh, was offered uh, to come back here to Wisconsin DNR and, and sort of continue uh, working on turkeys and then other upland games. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, kind of my uh, really brief uh, sort of background uh, into the, the whole, um, you know, working with turkeys. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. And could you give us kind of a background of the current situation with eastern wild turkey populations in Wisconsin? Yeah. So um, in our view, Wisconsin's a little bit of an outlier uh, in that uh, turkey populations are actually doing OK uh, in Wisconsin relative to a number of the other states that you hear about. Um, you know, there's been significant declines, particularly in the southeast part of the country. Um, and and even in some of the other states here in the Midwest, um, uh, Missouri is the one that that comes to mind uh, immediately. Um, and there's um, it's been some concerns and uh, excuse me, in Iowa as well. But um, in in Wisconsin, we've our populations uh, have been holding fairly steady. Now we've certainly come down from. Um, our peak in the sort of mid 2000s, um, and the way that we, the way we've typically measured that is is by uh, harvest rates, and looking at the number of birds that are harvested in any given year. And um, you know we were harvesting over 50,000 birds uh, just in our spring harvest back in the sort of mid 2000s, so 2005, six, seven. And we've come down from that, um, but we've been averaging like 40,000 birds that we've been harvesting for the last 10 or so years. And, and you know, certainly there's, there's some up and down years, but um, we've held pretty steady at that, uh, at that um, number. And that's sort of what we've used as a metric. Um, that doesn't mean to say that there aren't uh, areas of the state where numbers may be down a little bit, but when you look across the state as a whole, um, you know, we've held fairly steady and even, I would even argue that in Northern Wisconsin, we still have populations that are expanding. Um, and that was, uh, so Northern Wisconsin was the last part of the state where we had reintroduced birds. Um, I think it was 2006 was our last uh, introduction up there. And um, the birds have done far better than anybody had actually have ever uh, imagined, especially given up there, we can get some really severe winters and prolonged winters, um, but they've held on and um, they're, they're doing quite well in that part of the state. So, um, so we're, so we're, uh, a little bit different from the rest of the country in that it's that's not to say that we certainly aren't um we certainly have concerns and we you know we want to make sure that we don't um end up with a population that is in this precipitous decline so we're still very much working to manage the resource and uh, manage habitat uh for the birds and um you know try to have a a healthy population for a number of years to come yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, with that, then, could you explain the objectives of this research and why it's important? 
Yeah. So uh, what we've learned, and this is this has been pretty well established uh, throughout the sort of the turkey management and turkey research uh, community, in that you know product uh, production. So um, you know the the uh, reproduction uh, is is a really important driver uh, of turkey populations, um, if not the most important driver of turkey populations. So trying to get those poults to survive and uh, not only through the summer but into the fall and then hopefully um, be recruited uh, into um, the breeding population the next year or the the year after um, so what we really want to do is with this um, really focus in on holt survival and and being able to measure um, have some sort of measure of of recruitment and the way that way it's typically done is with poll to hen ratios and uh, we certainly have um, some surveys um, throughout uh, in in Wisconsin that look at poll to hen ratios but what we have that a lot of other states don't have is this really cool project called snapshot Wisconsin so we have over 2,000 trail cameras across the entire state um, and the goal of that is to, uh, one, it's a citizen-based um, project, so you know the public can get involved um, with it. But um, so we have all these photos of of wildlife, of deer, of turkeys, of coyotes, of everything. So we thought that this would be a really novel way of sort of implementing and and sort of piggybacking on that project, and to see if we can uh, actually sort of measure. Um, not only poll to hen ratios, but sort of the number of turkeys that we're seeing uh, across the state and in our different management zones. And then we can use that information to help inform uh, our wildlife managers and um, discuss sort of management plans and directives um, sort of going forward um, from that. So um, that's sort of the, the big picture sort of goal and objective of, of the project. Yeah. And the what snapshot wisconsin that was kind of a big topic that i wanted to hit on so perfect mm -hmm. with that um you mentioned the term recruitment and i just want um you to clarify a little bit what that means yeah so uh, when i speak of recruitment i what i'm you what i'm mainly referring to there are um Pults, so um, turkey that are, are hatching. So we got pults that are growing up in, into juveniles, and then um, sort of coming into the population or being part of the breeding populations for the, the next year. So what we're really what 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 we're really trying to get at are sort of what are those um, so pull to hen ratios or the number of um, hens that have brood. So those are various measures of, of recruitment. So they're new individuals. So we're trying to measure the number of new individuals that are um, coming into the population is what we're trying to do. So, um, and again, and, and I'll just sort of emphasize the reason why is because there's been study upon study that have suggested that, you know, poult survival, um, so the number of new individuals that we have coming in the population is what's sort of really driving turkey populations. It's not to it's not to say that harvest isn't important or um, um, survival during the winter isn't important. That that certainly is. And that's part of the picture. But um, 
it, it seems as though maybe the biggest bang for your, your management dollar um, is really sort of focusing on um, that spring and summer period when we when we have poults mm-hmm. that are on the ground and we're trying to raise them into the bigger turkeys. Yeah. And um, just like reading over your proposal, it seems like the snapshot Wisconsin, um, the data you're going to get from those trail cameras is like a significant aspect of this research. But um, I want you to maybe like walk us through the other methods that you're going to be using to study the turkey and um, what what sets this apart from previous efforts? Yeah, so we're still going to be using some of those old school um methods of of how we've gone about sort of monitoring and doing research on turkeys so we we still plan on going out and capturing turkeys with um with using rocket nets uh during the winter so we'll we'll have to bait the birds and and hopefully get them to congregate like on a pile of corn and then um shoot a a net over them and uh in order to trap them and capture them and what we'll do is we'll put uh some gps uh, transmitters on them. So we'll um, hook them up with some backpacks. Um, and then we'll also put some leg bands. And we're also going to put some wing tags on them that have sort of a, a unique number. Um, and so we'll we'll have these birds with transmitters and then leg bands. So they'll they'll have a whole bunch of equipment on them. Um, but we'll so we'll be able to radio track them and get GPS locations. So we'll get some really fine scale locations. But then what we'll also be able to do is since they'll have um, those wing tags on them as well, whenever they pass in front of a trail camera, we'll be able to identify, oh, there's number 15 um, or, you know, whatever bird that happens to be. So we can identify individuals and then we can estimate sort of the probability or or, um, the number of times that individuals are crossing in front of the camera. And then we can we can use some statistical modeling in order to sort of extrapolate that and then to come up with these various metrics um, like what we've been talking about. So um, so we'll still be doing this this radio telemetry as well. And that'll give us some more information on movement and how often and uh, how close are they to these to these cameras? Um, and then when hens do actually hatch off a nest and have poults, um, we'll be able to go in and and um, actually track those individuals as well and try to do some flush counts and try to count the number of poults that she has. And then if she crosses in front of one of our trail cameras, and we can count the number of pulls there as well, and we can compare those two, um, and that'll help us sort of drive, um, you know, and see if there's differences in the number of pulls that we actually count in person compared to the number of pulls that we count uh, via the camera. Yeah. So it seems like from my understanding that the combination of the trail camera data and the tagging information is going to help you create more accurate estimates. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned the flush counting. Could you maybe explain a little bit what that is? Yeah. So um, back when uh, when I was in graduate school and doing flush count, what we would do. So, again, we had 
female turkeys that had radio transmitters on them. And we would have either myself or the technicians, we would go out in the field and we would actually track and, and home in on those birds. And we would usually do this really early in the morning because the hen usually has the poults sort of, they're usually always nearby her, um, particularly early in the mornings, which is a little bit cool, you know. Um, so we would go in and um, we would try to get really close to her and if we could do it without actually making the hen turkey flush and still count the poults, we could. But sometimes you actually have to make her flush. And then you, as best you can, you count the number of poults um, that you see that are running around. Usually you try to do that um, a handful of times because sometimes... You know, depending on how thick the vegetation is, if it's really tall grass, you may not be able to count every single one of them. So uh, by doing it sort of repeatedly over the course of uh, of a few weeks, um, you can um, try to sort of make up for the number of individuals that you may have missed um, before. So um, so that's, that's usually that's generally what the, the flush counts are. Okay. So that's what we'll be doing in person when we're actually out in the field. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll do a flush count and and say that there's five pults that we count. Um, and then maybe, you know, a couple days later, hopefully, fingers crossed, she decides to, you know, go in front of a camera, one of our trail cameras, and then with any luck, maybe there'll be five or maybe there'll be six, which indicates that we may have missed a poult, you know, so that's, so that's what we're trying to do here. Um, and then, you know, we'll be able to see how reliable it is to use these cameras in order to, to do these um, and calculate these various metrics. Okay. So with the counting and monitoring the different hens um, through transmitters and the trail cameras, how is that like information you're going to get from that translate to just the management of the wild turkey? Yeah. So, so the goal, you know, we have um, advisory committees for a number of our different um, game species uh, in the state. So there's also a turkey uh, committee that that meets um, at least a couple times a year, if not more. Um, and and there are a number of discussions that go on in those meetings. You know, how many harvest uh, permits should we make available? Um, should we be focusing management efforts in in various parts of the state, or should we increase management efforts, or do we need to alter harvest season or anything like that? Well, all the information that we gather um, through this project and and through all the other work that we've done all sort of feeds into those discussions. Um, so um, by by being able to um, provide our manager our managers with information on, hey, our poll to hen ratios in twenty twenty three was X, and here's what it was. You know, maybe in the couple of the previous year, we can sort of see what those trends are. And that helps us decide, hey, maybe we can be a little bit more liberal this year with our our harvest seasons or or let's let's imagine a scenario where maybe one of our management zones has seen a, a decline in pull to hen ratios or any one of the other metrics. Um, then then that'll sort of be a signal of, okay, maybe we need to 
um, maybe we need to put a little bit more uh, effort into you know doing some some extra management to, uh, in a in another zone. So so that's what we're trying to do is be able to provide our managers and our our decision makers with as much information as that they can have so that they can make better informed decisions for the resource so that we can have a a very stable and robust sort of turkey population for the next however many years hopefully a really really long time so yeah yeah and that definitely shows the importance of this research um i think uh beyond wisconsin how do you think that this research could be applied to other region other regions and other wild turkey populations that are facing similar challenges yeah i mean so the the one that immediately came to mind was the research that they're doing in iowa right now which is convenient because there are are colleagues that are right next door. They actually just started a, a, a really large uh, turkey research study um, here in the last year or two, and they're also going out and trapping turkeys and putting radio transmitters on hens and following poults um, and and doing some of the same things that that we're doing too and, and try to try to estimate um, recruitment and poult to hen ratios, but also look at you know the impacts um, uh, uh, on survival and um, not only with adults, but with those poults as well. So um, by doing that, not only can we make comparisons, but we have sort of this this big regional um, sort of effort and, and, you know, we can say, okay, here's what's going on in Wisconsin. What's going on in Iowa may be the same or that may be, you know, a little bit different, but we can by working together to try to solve uh, any of these sort of major issues that are coming down the pipeline, um, and by you know conversing and working together, I think that we can, we can, we sort of all collectively are trying to sort of manage the resource as best we can. So that that really helps on you know what have you guys learned, uh, and maybe we can apply that uh, to some of the management or research that we're doing um, here in Wisconsin or. Um, even in other parts of the country, because we have a very different sort of system, particularly here in the upper Midwest, where we're very much dominated by agriculture. There's a lot of agriculture on the land. And it's a very different system than what's down in the southeast, for example. So what may be working in the southeast may not apply um, to this part of the country. So we can sort of learn from each other um, in that way as well. Yeah, it sounds like that collaboration aspect is really important. Mm -hmm. And so when, go ahead, sorry. Sorry, to cut you off, but I mean, it's very (laughs) important. I mean, when we were first um, sort of brainstorming this project, um, I had actually reached out to um, the folks over in Iowa because I knew of what they were doing and just, you know, bounced some ideas off of them and tried and and inquired about what it was that they were actually doing with their project. So I thought it could help sort of shape what it was that um, what we're trying to do here and some of the questions that we're trying to answer here as well. Mm-hmm. So when will this research officially begin? Fingers crossed it's going to officially begin in January. I mean, so that's so um, we need uh, uh, some snow cover on the ground uh, in order to trap turkeys, Um, because if there's if there's not snow cover, then there's there's too many other food sources that are available um, for them. Uh, Then it it just becomes really difficult then to trap them. So. 
we we are in we are in the planning stages right now of um, trying to figure out how many transmitters it is that we're going to order and uh, getting some field logistics set up. So um, I guess technically the project has has actually begun, but as far as field work, um, mm -hmm. it'll actually begin in January. Um, so we'll be trapping birds uh, January, February, and March, and really as long um, as long as we have some decent amount of snow cover on the ground, we'll be able to trap birds. And then once the trapping's over, then we'll switch over to monitoring those birds and um, and hopefully knock on wood. Um, some of them go to nest and, and hatch off clutches and then um, we'll be following them throughout the entire spring and summer and into the fall. Okay, and so is the trapping just targeting hens only, or are you guys going to get some adult males as well? Well, we'll primarily be targeting hens, but that's not to say if there happens to be jakes or um, if if there happens to be adult males uh, in there as well, we'll certainly um, trap those birds and we'll put leg bands on them. And for the males, we'll also so we'll put we'll put leg bands on everybody. Um, we'll also put um, those patagial wing tags on all the individuals that we capture to that we capture to, whether they be male or female. It'll only be the hens that we'll put the um, backpack transmitters on in order to follow them. But if we have a bird in the in our hand, we're gonna we're gonna mark it uh, one way or another because we can get information off of them as well. Um, you know, if if a if a hunter successfully harvests one of those gobblers, um, then that's information that 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 we can certainly use, and we can, um, you know, determine how successful people are, you know, hunting individual birds or how long um, those individual turkeys actually survive. So um, there's information to be to be gained off of those uh, those turkeys as well. Yeah, so it would help just not not just this research, but just other yeah, research I mean, or just other information in general. Yeah, I mean, as yeah. you're, as you're working through a research project, there's I've always I've always sort of had this saying, and maybe it's a little bit cliche of like there's at the end of a um, doing a research project, there's always more questions than what you actually end up answering, and that mm -hmm. happens throughout research. You know, we may be in the middle of a season, and then all of a sudden, oh. Why didn't we think of this? And 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 it could be a, a good example is, you know, what's um what what does um the survival probability of, of gobblers um happen to be in this part of the state? Well, we'll be able to maybe to uh, answer that because we have gobblers that will have some leg bands on them and, and we'll have some wing tags on them, so we can perhaps get at um some of that sort of anecdotal um, questions that we may have. Yeah, that's great because I mean, when you're done with this research, it'll kind of help you go, okay, what's the next steps we're gonna do, so. Exactly, right, right. So I kind of have a final question. Uh -huh. So what excites you the most about the potential outcomes of this research and what kind of positive impact do you hope it'll have on the conservation of wild turkey? Yeah. I've always um, been having our research um, 
uh, being applied to actual to the management that we actually do. So, so on the ground management um, is always uh, uh, something that I've um, really hope and strive for with with all of our uh, research that we do. Um, that's not to say that there there is um, value in so the academia um, research as as well. So I'm not trying to put that down or anything like that. Um, but uh, having um, research that we can um, uh, collect data and we can do analysis on them and and be really useful and informative for our managers that are on the ground every day that are riding tractors that are mowing or doing prescribed burns or um you know brush cutting it, it whatever it happened to maybe something that they can actually sort of use and is tangible for them and it's a metric that they can sort of gauge um as opposed to some big sort of math problem that's on on the the well it's whiteboard now it was chalkboard in my day. um so something that they can actually use um is what i really get um sort of excited about and i and i really do see this as being this project has the potential of being something that's novel we're using we're piggybacking and using um these snapshot trail cameras it's a project that we've had going for a number of years now and it's something that um, all of our wildlife managers in the state know about. They often turn to it for um, a variety of our deer metrics, um, for example. And I think this is a real opportunity. Um, if they're using it for deer, I certainly think that we can use it for turkeys uh, as well. Um, so that's what I'm. I'm really hopeful that you know we'll we'll do this project for you know two, three, four years. And and I really hope that we have some sort of product that comes out of it that we're using for the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. So mm -hmm. and, and, and I and I really think that, you know, what we learn here, you know, again, we have the advantage of this this great, you know, trail camera project that's going on. And other states may not have that, but we can still we're still doing radio telemetry. We're still learning about survival of hens and, and poults. And I think that'll be useful information for um, our partners and other agencies across across the country and across the range of turkeys. Mm -hmm. Learning about this research is really interesting to me. And it's it's easy to see how important this is to the conservation of wild turkeys. So I want to thank you for talking with me today and sharing the insights into this crucial work that you're doing in Wisconsin. I, I certainly appreciate it. And thank you for reaching out. And I appreciate the support of NWTF. Uh, I, I really do. And not only for this project, but, um, you know, for the the vast number of research projects that they've um, partnered with and, and have supported. Um, it, it's, it's, um, it's great. And, and we can't do it without, without their help. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for talking to me. So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, just here at the end, um, I'm going to send you the article that I have written up probably by the end of the day today. I'm still. Okay. Adding a few things, and I'm probably going to add a few things from our conversation today, but um, okay. no rush on it. I think it's set to go out like first couple weeks in September. So okay. I just want to get your um, 
feedback on it, you know, yeah. make sure it's accurately describing what the research is. So, yeah, yeah, no, please. Uh, yeah. When you have it sort of ready, send it my way and I'll um, be sure to sort of add that to the ever growing list of. Yeah. And I don't, I don't yeah. know if I got any images from you or not yet, but if I haven't just some pictures of just anything from the research project or something similar that you have. Yeah. And then I'll also need a picture of you. Okay. Yep. We can make that happen. And I do have, um, you're a few years old, but I do have some pictures from when we were trapping turkeys uh, a few years ago. Um, and I know, um, I know we've used them before for like wildlife society meetings and publications and stuff. So yeah, I can, I can whip up some photos and send your way and then I'll, uh, I'll bug my wife and have her take a photo, a recent photo of me. That you can yeah. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Other than that, that's it. Okay. Well, thanks again. I, um, I appreciate it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, um, yeah, I said when you get um, everything written up, uh, send it my way, and I'll be sure to to send you any comments or edits back. So yeah, thank you. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Well, take care. Have a have a good weekend. Hopefully, it's not as hot where you're at as what it is here. It's, no, uh, it's not. I'm I'm in North Idaho right now, so it's pretty nice. Idaho. We're, okay. We're dealing with wildfires though. Well, uh, so not pro. So we um, we recently just took a, a family vacation. We were well, we were up in Banff, and then we went to Glacier. Um, we just got back, and, and literally uh, three week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, we're so, we're just like know. a few hours from Glacier, and like four and a half from Banff. So we're okay. really close up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's beautiful country out there. Um, we actually, well, funny enough. So we, we were actually out that way two years ago. Um, uh, we were at Glacier again, but because we couldn't get in Canada, we went down to the Sawtooth Mountains and we stayed in Ketchum for um, a few days. So yeah, um, yeah, been doing some vacationing out that way. So um, well, it's like 97 with, I don't know, 112 heat index or some stupid thing like that here it's just yeah my family lives in arkansas and they've been telling me like how hot it is and how yeah. just miserable they are down there like, well <laughs> yeah come up here come visit <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> that's funny so all right well i'll let you go thank you again yeah. and Sounds uh good. yeah have a good weekend you too Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com.
Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.